Okay. I'm very excited, Pat. I'm glad you're excited. I'm very excited because just last night, because we delayed recording this show, uh-huh. I was able to watch one of the best movies I've seen all year. Oh, that's exciting. Like, legitimately. And I know that I've, that I've said in the past that I think Oppenheimer will win uh-huh. Best Picture. Mm-hmm. This deserves to be in the conversation for a nomination for Best Picture. Oh, that's that's high praise. It's, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, everybody, get your cup of coffee, get your tea, get your soda, get your- Beer, uh, wine. Fire, fireball and rum chata. Depending and- on what time you're watching or listening to this, not watching. Nobody can watch us. Nobody can watch Except the dogs. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> when we get that fucker Joe Rogan's money, we're going to be all over people's face. And a producer to holes. handle all that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oh, what do we have to do today? Fine, I will sit in my chair. <laughs> I will watch television. Fine. Welcome back to the watch list with Patty and Bill. Make sure you click on the subscribe button wherever you and your friends, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, yeah. listen to their podcast. Uh, you can also go to thewatchlistpod.com. And check out Patty's very, very well put together website of everything we watch to make your own watch list. You can hit us up on social media at symbol Pirate Alice, that's her, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, that's me, or at symbol The Watchlist Pod, that's us. And also, if you just happen to uh, listen on Apple, please give us a five star review. We would appreciate it. Yes, always. Oh boy. Mm. I'm telling really you. Really big show, really big. Really. <laughs> It's a really big shoe. Yeah. I started out this week just because I knew we were saving Hallmark movies for next week. Yes, and I've been trying to figure out where to watch them. I believe I have. Yeah. I think Peacock has the Hallmark movies. At least when I Googled, that's what it said. Okay. And we're just watching any Peacock movie, right? Yeah, or any Hallmark movie, yes. Any Hallmark movie. Right, right, right. right, That's what you said. Any Hallmark movie, we're just watching. Yeah, that's exactly Mm -hmm. what I said. But that's next week, people. Yeah, next week, Hallmark movies. What? All and I and I and I shit you not, people. It will be all Hallmark movies. Indeed. So get your hot chocolate and your candy canes ready for that particular yep. thing. No Korean dramas. Next week, <laughs> only Hallmark movies. <laughs> then kick your fucking feet what? up, people. Yeah. It's gonna be a great. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking kidding. Um, I have a quick thing first before we dive in. Uh, way back, I reviewed the first season of a Korean drama that's on Netflix called The Glory. It's about a okay. girl who was horribly bullied and abused in high school. She makes it her life uh, mission to get revenge on these bullies. Okay. There's two seasons now. And a lot of the bullying bits were based on like real life things. And I found a YouTuber podcaster... That she goes into each of the things that, like, each of the bullying things that happened and the true story. So if you wanted wow. to hear the true story, because, you know, it seems like this is outrageous. Like, like, how are there no adults stopping these girls who are burning this other girl with a curling iron? Like, she's got Jesus. scars on her body from a curling iron. And, and this is school bullying. That's insane. 
But she goes into the true stuff. This channel name is Rotten Mango, and I'll have a link in it on our website if you care to go learn the true story. This girl tells really, like, the way she tells the story is, like, she's really good at it. She's really an expert at telling all these stories. She's got the story of uh, um, the Samsung, uh, like, the daughter princess of Samsung heir and her, like, how she married some guy and got divorced and stuff. And uh, that, just the way she tells it, it's so well done. I like the way she tells stories. But anyway, Rotten Mango on YouTube if you care to learn the truth behind the glory. And I'm... Uh, and uh, uh, That was a big K-drama for this year. Like, it, it was like no, a big... I know like, it's it a was. big one that a lot of people were talking about. I just... And 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 I know I give you grief for Korean dramas <laughs> and all that, but this has nothing to do with that. Uh-huh. My question is... And I think I'm reading the the minds of of people out there why would i go and watch that kind of thing the show itself I mean, or the girl yeah, talking the, about not it? The, the girl talking about the real life well, things like being burned with a curling it's like iron. watching a documentary about something it's <sighs> essentially kind of how it is because she's it, got it's just the news stories and stuff yeah it just is icky. I mean, we, and we've talked about before, and and Laura and I have talked before about, you know, how high school was different for for me and you. Well, in and this how was, high school is different for us and for Americans in general. This kind of bullying uh, is not rampant. Like a lot of Americans were watching the glory, thinking there's no way that it was that it's that bad, and her storytelling her documentary of podcast youtuberness tells shows it is that bad and it has been that bad for a long time and still is today they even in the schools because this bullying like this is in a lot of those a lot of the k-dramas they show this kind of horrible bullying like violent and none of the adults do anything and it's it's crazy to think of that there are it's not a single school administrator protecting these kids. Sure, they set up these like bullying panels of the students to, you know, well, talk. But I mean, when you t- you call out the bullies, now okay, they get punished, but then they just go back to it, and they now they're going to bully you more because you called them out on it. And the laws in Korea, if you're a minor. You don't, you can, they don't um, prosecute minors as adults. Like, there's never a case where this is so awful, you're getting tried as an adult. And they get off with it, like, a, with a slap on the wrist. So even taking them to court and charging them, they spend very small amount of time uh, doing, see, you know, paying back or, or, you know, being punished. So that the, if you care to, about this, if you want like a documentary type of a story about how it all works in the background, the Rotten Mango YouTube about the truth Lord. of the glory is if you're re- if you're wondering, really, can it be that bad? Yeah, she oh, she shows horrific. you exactly how bad it gets. Oh, see, that's yeah, that's why. All right, yeah, but that's I just want to call that out. Well, There'll be a link to it if you want to. <laughs> Check it out. I mean, you could fast forward through it because it's YouTube. You don't have to sit through it and jump yeah, to the well. just, you know certain bits. But 
All right. Um, yeah. I'm I'm gonna change gears. changing gears and to more exciting I'm, and happy things. And the, the only reason I'm changing gears is because I don't want to believe it's that bad. Right. It's not that I'm saying that I can't believe it is that bad. I don't. Yeah. I'm saying I don't want to believe that it is that bad for a teenager. Right? They haven't begun life yeah. yet, and yet they're being treated this way. And then they go out there into the adult world. And they might, yeah, and these bullies, this is why when you hear about, like, at Korean actors and pop K-pop stars who were bullies in high school, this is why they essentially lose everything. Because this kind, because bullying there is so bad. What do you mean they lose everything they, because they, they lose, did do the bullying and then they finally they get called the bullies, out on it? They were the bullies and they get called out on it. Now that they're famous, oh. they lose all their commercial contracts. They get kicked out of their groups. They get lose their any contract they might have on a show. They there's you know like they're canceled when they get that's, called out on okay. bullying. But that's good then. Yes and so, no because sometimes the bullies as adults now are going to go after the people they bullied who have become famous. And then you have to combat that, and then it's a whole he said, she said, and you got to find people to prove, and you need the uh, receipts but when for. When you're famous, you have, yeah. but you have, but but as a famous person, you have a lawyer. They right. have a lawyer, yeah. and well, and public opinion. There, there, the chickens come home to roost. Right, right. But also, so you've got... you may get a slap on the wrist as a kid, but now if you're being hit in the pocketbook and your fame, then fuck you twice yeah. because. You did this. Now you're paying the price for it. So I don't feel bad. Yeah, yeah, no. But the, if right. you're innocent and now have been called out, um, public opinion sometimes wins regardless of the truth, and that's that's and... the that's the that's the yeah, blowback. Right. But but all people right. are are in Korea. South Koreans are like huge with calling out the bullies if they become famous. And, and one of well, the good. actors on the Glory. Who was a who played a bully? Somebody tried to call her out as a bully, and it turned out that she was the bullied, not the bully. Oh wow! Yeah, well, and fuck. that uh, right. YouTuber talks about that too. Whew. Rotten right. mango. We're, we're now gonna... we started with instead of ending on this dark topic, we've started yes. so we can move on to better things. <laughs> Fucking a. Yeah. All right. So we started talking about. Hallmark movies and and uh, Hallmark Christmas movies in particular, and so I guess that was in my brain because I watched I watched three things this week. Okay, one of which is one of the best things I have seen all year. Ooh. The other two were Christmas movies. Oh, fun! <laughs> so, how many things do you have? I only have the two. All right. So, before I begin, Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. To to anybody of the Jewish faith who is listening to us, happy Hanukkah. Many of my very good friends are Jewish, and I just wanted to say I love you. I love you all, and I hope you are having a good holiday. Um, so shall I begin? Yes, you begin. All right. I had this interest in seeing the new Eddie Murphy movie, Candy Cane Lane. Mm-hmm. Now, Candy Cane Lane is uh, it's on Amazon Prime. And Eddie Murphy lives on this block with his family. He lives on this block where everybody just gets into 
decorating their houses. And there's a national TV show that grades this block and awards prizes. I couldn't for, live on that block. For the best decorated house. <laughs> there is one house that was totally cool. It was in a Matrix theme. Oh, Jesus. So the, so the couples standing outside were dressed like Neo and Trinity. Oh, my God. And their house was like all of the green falling letters nice. and all that. Nice. <laughs> that was fucking dope. But anyway, so Eddie Murphy always loses out to uh, um, Ken Marino. You've seen him. He's the guy who's in that thing. Wasn't he in Veronica Mars, I think? Uh, he was actually in a really cool spinoff reality show called uh, Burning Love. Yeah, he was in Veronica Mars. But Ken Marino, the only decorations that he does are all the blow-ups. That's that's what he does. That's kind of lame. That's what he does. He just he just, just inflates things. a whole bunch of blow-up shit. Right. Yeah, that's kind of mad. While Eddie while Eddie Murphy lame. handcrafts wood decorations on his lawn. So like he's so meticulous. He works on this throughout the entire year, and he wants to win this year so bad that. He's out on a on a mission one day with his kid to go find more decorations when he crosses a pop, what's called a pop-up holiday store called oh. Kringles and it is run by an elf who is played by Jillian Bell and she is up to no damn good. Oh. And she's so, not a good elf. No, she's not a good elf. Hmm. Um, but she sells Eddie Murphy this gigantic thing about the 12 days of Christmas and makes him a deal. He will win the contest if he can fulfill the terms of a contract. Mm-hmm. And they're walking around this store, and after he signs this contract, these little moving action figures tell him, oh, you just fucked up bad. Oh, no. Because she's going to get you, and we used to be people. Oh, dear. So he gets this big decoration to his house. He wins this contest. But now, before the clock strikes, I think, 8 o'clock, whatever the fuck time it was, he has to fulfill the terms of the contract, which mm -hmm. are to produce the golden rings. Well, so he has to make the golden rings. No, he has to produce them. He's he's got to to bring them to the elf. Oh, and and so what happens is all of the ornaments on this tree come to life, and each segment has a ring he needs to get. But anyway, it gets more complicated than that with the number of rings and blah blah blah. Oh, geez. it's it's not bad. Okay. I mean, I would. I have seen a lot of movies, and maybe I'm just an old fucking fart these days, but I see a lot of movies that I really would have enjoyed if I was much younger. Okay. And Candy Cane Lane, which is PG rated, actually. So it's so anybody can watch this. Um, if I were ten or twelve, I would really get a kick out of it. But the highlight of this movie, besides Matrix House, is Nick Offerman. He plays one of those scaled-down, action figure kind of people. Okay. And in a look, in just a couple of words and a look, he can tell you 
he he can evoke an emotion in you that makes you suddenly feel for his character in a way you probably weren't going to and it's so he's so damn good he was he was the best thing about season 1 of the last of us obviously his work on parks and recreation and his other stuff but i'll tell you what he may have had a minor role in this movie but it's lasting okay so it so is a small you, part it's it, <laughs> actually quite literally um but if you're just looking for something stupid to watch with your kids oh. candy cane lane it'll you could do much worse it's not it's not horrible all right so my first thing is a documentary on Netflix um, I was asking Sam, what can I watch? And she said, you should check out Bad Surgeon, Love Under the Knife. This is on Netflix. It's got three I episodes. Yeah, it's a documentary about a thoracic surgeon named Paolo Maccarini. He was hailed as this pioneer with supposed groundbreaking medical discoveries and transplants. So he transplants a synthetic trachea into patients and he seeds it with some stem cells. So an NBC uh-huh. producer, Benita Alexander, gets wind of his great discoveries. And she reported on his windpipe procedures back in 2014. And during that report and interview with him, he woos her. and He woos her? He woos her, <laughs> yes. He was married... But told her he was divorced. He also had a kid. The wife and the kid live in Italy. He's in the U.S. and gets engaged to her. But she breaks it off. After wooing her. After wooing her, yes. She breaks it off in 2015 when she starts to suspect that he's lying about divorce. He's lying about his career. He's lying about everything. Well, this guy was convicted of research-related crimes in Italy and Sweden. And out of... All of his trachea surgeries, only one patient survived, and that patient had complications from that trachea surgery and had to have it replaced because it failed. So this is the whole story of Paolo Maccarini and his dastardly deeds as a surgeon. And his tracheas of death. Yes, his tracheas of death and how he woos this reporter. And it's I'm sorry, the, the, the situation is not funny, but it your is language funny. is funny. Yeah. What, am I, I a clown? Do I amuse you? Yeah, yes, okay. exactly. So it's called Bad <sighs> Surgeon, Love Under the Knife. There's only three episodes. It's on Netflix. If you want to learn about if this. If you want to see somebody wooed. Yeah, if you want to learn about this horrible doctor. Oh, shit. Check it out. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So the next thing I have is on Peacock, and it is called Genie, and Genie stars Melissa McCarthy, um, and a guy whose name I'm uh, I'm going to butcher, and I don't mean to, uh, Papa Esiedu. Okay. So he plays a guy named Bernard, or Bernard. Okay. But Bernard in in London speak. Indeed. So. Bernard's life is just like imploding around him because he is so overworked. He's missing out on time with his family. His wife wants a separation. Alan Cumming, 
uh, plays the real his, Alan Cumming. The real Alan Cumming, <laughs> as opposed to fucking Pee Wee Herman. Yes, um, Alan Cumming plays his boss, who just is an effete snob and doesn't really care about Bernard's time. Causes him to miss yet one more thing with his daughter, which causes the separation. He then gets fired from his job and oh, anywho. Uh, so one day he's looking at an old jewelry box. And as you do, uh-huh. he tries to shine it up. And of lo course. and behold... Uh, lo and behold, out pops Melissa McCarthy's genie. The genie of the jewelry box. The genie of the jewelry box. Interesting. Except the thing about this is, and they say this in the movie, he gets unlimited wishes. Oh. And so uh, the genie gives out certain rules. Of course. Um, but the two get to know each other. And I actually ended up liking it. Yeah. And I mean, okay. because it's got a stupid premise. Right. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, Melissa McCarthy has this way of being a very endearing character in whatever she does. It is her gift as an actor. And her genie bonding with Bernard is actually the it, what you should watch this movie for. Okay. Because it's it's very, it's, you know, is, is the entirety of the movie, like, trite? Yes. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, 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 it's light holiday fare. But watch it for the relationship between Bernard and the genie. Hmm. Uh, it is also a remake. Oh, is it? It is, and it is a remake of something called Bernard and the Genie. It was a TV movie in 1991, huh. which apparently you can also watch on Tubi and Amazon Prime, and stars Alan Cumming as oh, Bernard. Wow. Interesting. So they brought him back 30 years later. To be the evil boss. To be the evil boss, whereas in the original, <laughs> he was Bernard and Rowan Atkinson was the asshole oh, boss. Oh my gosh. I could see that. Um, That'd be great to watch, I think. Now, what I'm looking at in that review, which I'm actually going to go and watch because it sounds pretty interesting. I'm sounding like I might, yeah. Um, Bernard wishes for the Mona Lisa. <laughs> and so the genie gives him the Mona Lisa. <laughs> and, and then the wackiness ensues from there. The well, there's a joke about that in this uh, American remake. Nice. He that's asks fun. for the Mona Lisa and then... Some wackiness ensues. Oh, that's funny. But it's not the main crux of everything. I think it, it sounds like from the description, it is the main crux of everything in the British version. But if you're looking for more holiday fare, and while there is a kid in this movie, it's not necessarily a kid's movie like Candy Cane Lane. Okay. But if you're looking for something light, for the holiday season, and it's only an hour and a half long. Watch Genie. Okay, it's not bad. And when I say that, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, like here, try this. It's 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 not it's not like I'm trying to get you to try something bad. Yeah, I actually found weird. it very. Uh, yeah, it's oh god, this is <laughs> this smells Taste gross. It. Smell this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's not like that at all. I I actually like this movie. Cool. 
And if you're and it ends on such a a sweet note, I'm like, Aww. damn it, why'd you have to do that? Oh. But anyway, um, that's Genie, and it is on the Peacock. Okay. Okay. So my next thing is a Korean drama on Hulu. There are twelve episodes. They're about an hour-ish long. This is a cop show, like a cop detective drama. It okay. stars Ji Chang Wook, who is in the brand new, newly dropped uh, show Welcome to Sam Dal Ri on Netflix. And it also stars Wee Han Joon, who was in Squid Game. And it's set in the 90s. And it follows this undercover police investigators who infiltrate a massive criminal organization responsible for the illegal drug trade between Korea, China, and Japan. And it's got, like, the three countries working together to end this whole drug organization. Mm. And our main investigator, who at the start is just a senior patrol officer, he's married to a family of police cops, and his wife is an elite member of the security division. So her, like, bosses tap into him and his like his he kind of fits the role to become a member of this organization so he gets him undercover in this mob called the Gangnam Union and it turns out that the head of that mob organization mm. was a childhood friend of his wife's and then the wackiness ensues there it's you know a regular cop drama kind of a thing but it's got, you know, a lot of violence and chases and the mob guy starts to woo the wife while our main guy who's married to woo? her. Yes, he woos the wife because <laughs> we got to get that word in again. <laughs> and while our main guy's watching it all go down because he comes uh, he becomes the mob boss's like right hand man to the chagrin of all of his other men. Chagrin? His... <laughs> yes. To the chagrin of all of his his minions who are like, what the fuck, man? We've been with you since day one, and this guy just shows up, and now he's your right-hand man. What is going on here? Uh, but yeah, you. Um, the thing with Korean dramas, their producers seem to know that women like to watch these. So the lead actors are always these really handsome sexy dudes who've been good guys and romantic leads and other things so when you find the guy you liked from this past show playing the evil guy in this worst of evil it's like why i can't hate him you know but that that's kind of how they they know how to play up to the women viewers in these kinds of things but i the Worst of Evil was really good as a cop show. I like these kind of cop show detective shows. I just do. Even American ones. I'm all into them. So The Worst of Evil, it's on Hulu. It's a good watch. There's 12 episodes, so you're going to get a call. You know, you got a week's worth or more, depending on how often you watch TV. <laughs> and okay. they're all, they've all dropped now. They're about an hour piece. So, yeah. Give it a try. Watch it. It's fun. You wow. can watch chagrins and wooing. Chagrins and wooing. <laughs> I chagrin at you. So earlier this earlier this week, uh, me, Laura, uh, shout out to Terry as always as our as our stalwart listener. Indeed. Um, and another friend of ours. We all went to go see Monty Python and the Holy Grail in a movie theater. Oh, fun! It was fun. It was it was absolutely fun. Um, 
And next week is Die Hard in a theater, right? It just opened in theaters. Ooh, okay. So this is my birthday week. Uh Uh-huh. And I am seeing it with with a... I'm trying to think of a fancy schmancy word like chagrin to tell you. A bevy? A bevy? A bevy? A bevy of friends? A bevy of friends? A concave? No. No? Yeah, a bevy, a bevy of friends. All right, like a whole group of us are fucking getting together <laughs> to go see Die Hard uh, for my birthday, and I'm I am so excited. I I like how, and this gets this leads into my next review. I think is a way to get people to come back to the movies, because quite frankly, you're you're really hit or miss these days going to the show. I mean, you're gonna drop. 30 bucks to go see something that, all right, we used to do and we used to not think anything of it. And the reason we used to not think anything of it because there was no fucking streaming going on. And now with so many streaming options, they're really fighting for your dollar when it comes to, you know, visiting a movie theater. And so we're looking at the posters for everything that's coming out, and it's either a sequel or a Disney movie. So, you know, we're looking at Ghostbusters Afterlife 2, whatever that one is subtitled. We're looking at just so many different, a new Planet of the Apes movie, all of that. There's no real originality anymore. Right. But I have found one movie that you absolutely not only should watch, you should subscribe to Netflix for. Oh. Now, we've said many times on this show that, you know, this movie is good. You should watch it if you have it. Should you subscribe necessarily to it to watch it? Meh. If you do not have Netflix, get it. For the movie, drumroll please, Leave the World Behind. It stars Julia Roberts, Mahershala Ali, and Ethan Hawke. And it's from Sam Esmail, who created Mr. Robot. Ah. And it tells the story of two families who come together through circumstances that I'm not going to reveal... And how they deal with a certain set of events that are happening. Now, I'm not going to give away anything by saying it begins with a blackout and a weird thing with a tanker on a beach. And it escalates from there. But the movie was actually filmed on Long Island to give you an authentic feel for it. And I tell you what, this is one of the best fucking movies I have seen In a long time, like since Oppenheimer Barbie long time. Wow. And like I said, if you don't already have Netflix, get somebody's fucking passcode and watch it or get it yourself because this is some Academy Award caliber shit. And it's what happens when, oh, and I can't even say it because I don't want to, I don't want to give anything away because 
you were saying before the show started, you wanted to pay attention to watching this, which is why you didn't yes. watch it for this week's show. Mm -hmm. You absolutely need to pay attention to every fucking frame of this movie because you don't know if you're getting a clue or not. Oh, oh. And unlike A Haunting in Venice, where I railed against that because of its weird shitty camera angles and all that <laughs> stuff that were that were there for shitty camera angle sake, the way that this is shot, now granted, it might make some woozy with some of the shots that happen, but it's shot brilliantly to leave you off kilter. Mm -hmm. The shots are not wasted in this movie. And every one is very specific to the action going on. It is... Kevin Bacon is also in this as well. Hmm. And his character may or may not know what's happening. Oh. I can't say any more than that. Because any more than that is going to give away certain plot points. But... I'll tell you fucking what. This I will I will watch this again in a heartbeat. It is that good. And it makes you wonder what you would do in their circumstances. Leave the world behind on Netflix. Watch it ASAP. Okay. And I want you to dig into your little computer phone thingy. Log on to thewatchlistpod.com, click on the Contact Us button, or DM us, and let me know when you do, and let me know what you think. Because I'm dying to discuss this with somebody else other than Laura, <laughs> because we both loved it. But but I would like somebody else's opinion on it, whether it's yours or 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 one of our listeners. It's, oh my God, it's so good. Um, that is all that I have. Okay, that's all I got, uh, too. Um, oh. R.I.P. Norman Lear. R.I.P. Norman Lear. R.I.P. Ryan O'Neill. Ryan O'Neill. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Wow. And I got to say, okay, so here's here's a recommendation for people. Mm -hmm. Ryan O'Neill was a supporting character in a movie called The Zero Effect. Okay. That starred Bill Pullman. And, um, oh, what the fuck is his name? Hang on. Uh, ben Stiller. Wow. Okay. And it came out in 98. And I remember I remember this movie because I think I did publicity for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell you what. It, it says um, it, it doesn't look like you can watch it for free anywhere. You kind of have to rent right. it. Okay. But I will tell you what, it is a quirky detective story. Oh, I like these kind of things. It is a quirky detective story. How did I miss this? Like, I don't that remember the I name. Thought, ev everybody missed this movie. Oh, okay. It was not a hit <laughs> at all. It was not a hit at all. Okay. But I'll tell you what, it is one of the quiet top I would say 30 movies of the 90s. Okay. I really, really, really enjoyed it. And Ryan O'Neill plays a supporting part in this movie. Okay. So when Ryan O'Neill passed away, 
uh, it made me think of that. Now, he was in a whole bunch of other shit, you know, love story. Love means never having to say you're sorry. I remember him from Paper Moon with Tatum O'Neill. Yeah, yeah, that's what I remember exactly. Him from. Exactly. So he's been in a ton of shit. But um, I'll tell you what. It, if anybody's passing makes you go back and and watch a movie, that's a life well lived. Because then it really makes you want to watch what they've done. Yeah. It is their legacy on film. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, hit us up on social media. Log on to thewatchlistpod.com. And next week, it's Hallmark Christmas Movie Week. Ah! And I'm telling you this, I'm going to go in hard. Okay. And I'm not. And I and and I am going to be lovingly brutal. Oh. Okay. And I and I say that because for years and years and years you have been either in the camp of I fucking love Hallmark movies and they are a staple of my holiday season to my god I avoid that channel at all costs because those movies are crap. Yes, that was me. I want to start in the middle. So I am going to be brutally honest about all of these. I make you a promise to watch each one from beginning to end. Same. Be fair in Mm -hmm. my review. But if I find it horrible, I'm going to eviscerate it. Okay. But if I like it, I will I will praise it. Okay. Are we check going through that contest criteria of festivity factor predictability quotient chemistry check tearjerker test and replay value? Yes. Okay. That's their scale 1 to 10 each of these things. And I've got a list of the movies that they want us to watch, but for the contest if you get to be the person chosen in the contest. Yeah. But these are the mo- if you wanted to if you need somewhere to start. There's the list of the movies. I don't know if I, I'll be able to find them all because I don't have the Hallmark channel right. and I'm not going to rent or pay for anything, but you know. And I do, but I'm not going to unless I can really on demand them. Yeah, yeah. I might watch a couple of what's on their list, but I might go rogue and watch something else or literally just go from one Hallmark movie to another as they air, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think part of it is, all right, you really want to see the factory that Hallmark is, watch them back to back to back. Yeah, yeah. You know, and my my cleanser this week is going to be Die Hard. (laughs) Excellent. Which I have noticed more, more and more, the traction of it being a Christmas movie. And I'll tell you what. Mm -hmm. 20th Century Fox, in their social media postings, has called it the greatest Christmas movie ever. Excellent. Wonderful. And 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 I'm not shitting you. So go on 20th Century Studios uh, on Instagram. And they are playing trailer after trailer for Die Hard, and they call it the greatest Christmas movie ever. Wonderful. If the studio is telling you that, Mm -hmm. then it's got to be true. Right? 
And I think it passes the criteria. Is Christmas the theme? Yes. It is the actual reason why the protagonists are getting together. Indeed, yes. There is a Christmas motif throughout the movie. There is Christmas-related humor. Mm -hmm. It is a Christmas movie. Yeah. That's all I got this week. So let the chagrin and the wooing begin. I don't know. A bevy of woos and chagrins. A bevy. A coterie of woos and chagrins. What? A coterie? Yes, a coterie. What the fuck is that? A group of things. A coterie? Yes. As in a charcuterie? No, that's totally different. A charcuterie board is totally not the same. It's a gathering of meats and cheeses. What? Oh, my God, I'm yawning. Okay, it's time to end the show. (laughs) Everybody out there, have an awesome week. And again, if you are celebrating Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. Um, Enjoy your week. Watch some Hallmark movies because we're coming. We're coming for you, Hallmark. And um, we'll talk to you next time. All right. Okay. Okay, bye. bye.